All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the NP Students Podcast. This uh, is kind of a special edition podcast a little bit because this is part two of a conversation that took place in Inside Out a couple of weeks ago. So uh, if you're one of our transit students, one of our middle schoolers here, or perhaps um, if you're new to the podcast and have never been to an Inside Out before, what happened was we had a bunch of our high school students submit a lot of questions, and we had like so many questions. There were a bunch mm -hmm. of good ones. We tried to group them all together, and even grouping, we were still down to like 20 or 25 questions mm -hmm. left. Um, I think right around, you know, 70, 100 people, somewhere in that range where um, – submitting stuff and it was really cool to hear what was on mm -hmm. people's minds and hearts. Some of them were just really fun um, or some of them were personal to us. And then there were a lot of just really thought provoking questions about life, about faith, etc. Mm -hmm. And so um, we talked about, I don't know, 10, 15 of them or so on stage and we're going to hit the rest of them here now. And uh, I'm just going to read them in order so people know what is coming. Uh, and then Matt, our transit director and Mel, our inside out groups director who are part of that conversation set out, they're going to uh, help me uh, just kind of talk through these. And so we're going to keep it as conversational and relational as we can because we're just going to kind of read them and <laughs> see what comes to our mind. And hopefully this is helpful to people. Um, but here's the list. Here's the questions that are still left over. We're going to start with what is y'all's favorite ice cream flavor? Um, the one I know everybody's been waiting for is how tall was Matt told he would be? <laughs> Uh, and then we, uh, you know, we get into some really significant stuff. We have, why do I have uh, such a hard time believing people care about me? How do I overcome perfectionism? How do I start to read my Bible? Uh, what is going to happen with camps at North Point in 2021? How do we have free will if God knows everything? How do you let go of anger towards God? And uh, what if someone never hears about Christianity? And then we're going to land on the big one. What is y'all's favorite part of working at Inside Out, which will be a fun one, too. So um, with that, we're just going to jump right in for the sake of time and get going. Um, and, uh, you know, a very important one right off the bat. What is y'all's favorite ice cream flavor? For me, it's Amy's ice cream, Mexican vanilla. Oh, that's wow. a good one. That is my no diversity here because I'm in the exact same. <laughs> you are. I specifically will add Oreos to it. I like the Oreo. Crushing. Yeah, Sometimes you crush I'll it do up. The shake version too. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I've done that before too. Yeah, but yeah, it's a whole different level. There's just like ice cream, and then there's Amy's. It's not. It's not it's even like close. Yeah, mm -hmm. have a my, different name or something. My sister works at Amy's ice cream down in San Antonio, and she was able to like put all these different combinations for me with the Mexican vanilla, and it's just the best. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really mm -hmm. is. What about you? Uh, mine's cookie dough, but we add extra cookie dough. <laughs> mm, there you go. That's good. See, you eat ice cream? That would be like the most unhealthy thing you eat, right? Uh-huh, I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mel packs her lunch, and she eats leaves and grass in the office every day. So I'm impressed to hear that she eats cookie dough ice cream. Um, I do. Sometimes I eat it, like, while I'm on the elliptical. Wow. <laughs> like, yes, I do. So I feel like it goes away while uh, I'm eating it. <laughs> Yeah, Matt and I are it's justification. <laughs> yeah. It's justification to you eating the ice cream. while I eat it is great. That's awesome. I was going to say, we're similarly disciplined on our <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're so very, good with that. Well, our nutrition is of yeah. utmost importance to us. Um, okay, next one, because I really don't know this. I'm curious. Yeah. I don't know if it's what you would expect or not what you'd expect, but I, I really don't know what the answer was for you, how tall were you told you were going to be yeah. doctors growing up? So I don't really remember. So I asked my mom and dad a couple of weeks ago when we first got this question in and they laughed at me first because <laughs> they were like, why do you need to know you're done? Um, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, cool. But like all I can say, I think uh, they said they thought I was going to be like 5'10". Okay. Uh, you know, whenever I reach that. Um, and do you know that little chart that doctors bring in, like as your kid, you're yeah. like, this is your growth and weight. Oh yeah. Like, I hate chart. that thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
one year, like I remember this, this is like a memory. I was like six years old and the doctor was like really excited. Like, oh, you're going to grow up being big and strong and all that stuff. And I got yeah. super excited. And each year he got less excited. Yeah. <laughs> each year he was like, that's not looking so good, bud. <laughs> like, <Aww>. So, so <laughs> I think it was 5'10", but um, you never know what can happen. LeBron James grew an inch when he was like 23. Yeah. Um, and Do I'm you 22. and LeBron have similar body <laughs> composition? Really I, think, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I have that. Like that is so <laughs> similar to my experience. I remember the same yeah. thing. Like I, every year going in for like that physical before sports, and it was yeah. like every year the number kept going down on the projection. I yeah, like, but the weight was wrong. With the weight projection kept going up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Isn't yeah. that weird? Not the height too. thing stayed, but the weight was like, all right, dude, get a <laughs> handle, yeah. get a grip. So, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> all righty. Well, There's that's that. the important stuff. Now we can move to all the lighthearted things. Um, Okay, so this one, um, yeah, I think there were, you know, some couple different versions of this too, but mm -hmm. um, the question of why do I have such a hard time believing people care about me? Obviously, we'd love to know this person's individual story because that's, that's okay. certainly going to range person to person. Um, but Mel, what would you, mm -hmm. how would you attack this one? <laughs> because you are an Enneagram too. Yeah, there's just a little experience. With this. <laughs> it we is your deepest fear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. So for me, this is really, really hard for me because I can kind of walk into a room and I can hug a million people and I can be like, oh, I love you. And they say, I love you back. But it's so hard for me to feel it sometimes. But it's just because I project like my biggest fear of being rejected and then nobody really loves you fears and all that stuff on everybody else. So for me, what's helpful is like sorting like the crazy feelings I have and like what's actually real. Like what's mm -hmm. actually happening is that people love me yeah. and like what I'm actually experiencing is like good stuff and all the feelings and all the craziness is like the not real part. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's helpful for me. Wow. Yeah. I jotted down, which is like exactly what you're saying. I, I said when there's like gap between how we see ourselves and how God sees us, which mm -hmm. that's how you, that would be one definition for an insecurity. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be mm -hmm. like exactly what that is. So, you know, I like that. That's what you point to. And, and I think specifically if, if we haven't been loved, uh, similarly, mm -hmm. certainly no human could love us like God loves us, but it, mm -hmm. even, you know, something that represents that, you know, specifically, I think mm -hmm. even by a mom, by a dad, um, mm -hmm. then that's going to be even harder for yeah. us to believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or if we've been treated the opposite, so it may not, you know, just be mm -hmm. connected to our parents, although they're, you know, they're really important in this could be if you've, you know, been bullied or experienced a trauma mm -hmm. or a rejection, um, we're going to question a lot of things about our identity and oh, our security yeah. as well. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I like that because it's not just trying to believe harder. Yeah. It's addressing our insecurities. Like it's addressing mm -hmm. what's on the inside that, that is so helpful. So mm -hmm. I love that. Um, how about the perfectionism question? That's a really big one as well. How do mm -hmm. I overcome perfectionism? Yeah, I can jump in on this one. I think this is a huge identity question as well. Mm -hmm. um, perfectionism in any part of your life. If it's school, like I have to get perfect grades or I have to get A's. Um, if it's sport, like I can't make an error, or I can't miss a shot or I can't do anything like that. Um, my question would be like, where is your identity found in? So like if I, if I am perfect and I perform well um, in those areas, does that either make me feel better about myself or do people uh, affirm me or do they make me feel better because I do well in those mm -hmm. things? Um, I think affirmation is like a really key thing that we like. And um, if people say, hey, great game or hey, that was awesome, great grades, do all, you know, mm -hmm. say all that stuff. Um, there's a feeling and emotion inside of us that we want more of that. Um, so we tend to chase perfectionism like, OK, I liked how I felt when that person said that about me. Mm -hmm. So I'll go chase that. Um, and if our identity is rooted in people's affirmation for us, um, it's kind of away from um, our identity in Christ. Um, you know, a, a great example of the gospel 
is, um, you know, we're not perfect. We're all, we all fall, fall short of the glory of God. Um, but Christ is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he has done for us um, allows us to not be perfect, but it allows us to rest in the fact that he is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, for me, how I fight perfectionism a little bit. I, I definitely wrestle with a lot of perfectionism, you know, throughout high school in the first couple of years after high school. And so for me, um, knowing that I could never live up to God's standard, but knowing that he came for me um, uh, and he is perfect um, allows me to rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's the core of it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the heart mm-hmm. of it. And so, I, you know, I actually, I think, you know, many of these are going to go back to an identity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's so great. There was a book, I wrote down a book here, Finish by John Acuff. Granted, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like a goal setting book. So that's yeah. like an interesting, but it's all about overcoming perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the whole thing. So in terms of a practical guide, like you spoke mm-hmm. to the heart of it. And ultimately that's going to be like the real solution is getting to the heart and the inside. Where's my identity? You know, or even what am I so afraid of if I'm not perfect? Like, right. What do I think I'm mm-hmm. going to ha- is going to happen if I'm not in chase that down. Um, but there's just a lot of fun, practical things that John, yeah. and it's a funny book. And, and he talks about, you know, a lot of the things that you can do to kind of fight it. And, yeah. uh, and I really mm-hmm. like that as well. So. Yeah. I'll add one more thing too. I think it's a good habit to work towards better in your life, mm-hmm. um, but not strive for perfect, like yeah. strive for better, not yeah. strive for perfect. Um, so if you do play a sport or if you do, you know, have grades and you're upset about a grade, you got on a test. I think it's always great to have the attitude of like, I'm going to try to be better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to work really hard to accomplish whatever I want. Um, I think that's a great uh, mindset mm. to have. But like if you're striving for perfection, you're never going to reach it. Mm. Um, and that's just a constant chasing after the wind. Yeah. Um, that's not going to be helpful to you. I love it. It's oh, like yeah. the, your Colossians 3, like whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this permission to be lazy. It's just when you know mm-hmm. your, your identity is, you know what's most important. And then mm-hmm. maybe you work, you know, twice as hard at the things that are important or the things that are significant. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. no, I love that. Um we have a how do I start to read my Bible question on here, and I don't want to like mm-hmm. deflect this question. The reality is, if you are listening to this, you're either watching on YouTube or you're you know listening on Spotify or Apple mm-hmm. Music. And um, so, just a couple of episodes back, we answered this question exactly mm-hmm. of how do I read my Bible. And in that podcast, like that's all we talk about. So we dive into you know if it's confusing or if it's boring mm-hmm. for you or like I just need accountability or I don't mm-hmm. you know how to understand it or all you know what turns. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we talked about in there um, that I would just kind of point to that and say probably your question makes it difficult um would be in there so for the sake of time Mm -hmm. that's our quick answer to that one um here's a real fun one what is going to happen with camps in 2021 so as the person who is responsible with that i'm going to deflect mel mel what do you (laughs) (laughs) it's on it's on in my house (laughs) Yeah, this, this is such such a difficult question on so many levels because we, we joke in humor because we're hurting on the inside. <laughs> um, you know, I've, we all live for camps. Uh, my life, W3, mm-hmm. Camp 75. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you've never been to one of those, you know, we desire to, for you to be a part of them in the future. Um, but the reality is we know that, you know, anybody who's watching this who's a student and has ever been to one of those or been a part of North Point, I mean, you've just had to deal with so much of us like putting hope on the calendar and then like mm-hmm. taking it off again. Like yeah. not just at North Point, but all over the place, you know, sports, school, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And we just really don't want to do that. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, the most clear answer right now is, is we don't have plans for my life or W3 in January, mm-hmm. February timeframe, because the heart of them and what makes them tick, what makes, makes them so amazing, it would have to be so watered down that I just don't think people would have a good experience. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. don't want to create that for anybody. You've been here, you're inviting your new friend or whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. the ability to have 15 people staying overnight in one house right now, you know, the ability yeah. to pack into cars and go to places in Austin when so yeah. many things are closed down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can do things safely here at North Point, which we're really grateful for. And we're thinking about a lot of ways to do that, to use mm-hmm. this building, to use our auditorium, um, you know, to have really cool events like that in 2021. So we're certainly not giving up on things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about, you know, brand new ideas, leadership development ideas. Um, but at the same time, I just don't want to sit here and be like, oh, we really think in March this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, because the reality is, one, it's just not true. And two, I think it's going to kind of give a false hope. Um, so that's the most honest answer right now. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, Camp 75 has, you know, not been canceled or there's not, you know, we're just continuing to wait and see. You can't mm-hmm. really look too far into the future um, in this uncertain time. That's the most clarity mm-hmm. uh, that we can bring on that. So um, going back into the kind of mind-boggling questions, it's <laughs> just really not a good transition here. Uh, the next one on the list is how do we have free will if God knows everything? How do we have free will if God knows everything? Mm-hmm. Um, which, Mel, I know you're in all kinds of seminary classes and everything right mm-hmm. now, <laughs> setting these fun things. Um, I was saying with y'all beforehand, I don't know if you guys would have anything to add on to this. I actually am grateful for how this uh, question was worded because mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't have quite as much tension with, um, with free will and God knowing everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, God's like foreknowledge to me does not take away like any amount of free will. The very simple example I like to give is if you guys were going to go run a marathon, you know, in the Texas heat, mm-hmm. and at the end of the marathon, if you just ran 26 miles and your body is depleted of calories and energy and hydration, and, and I were to give you the option of, like, cold Gatorade mm-hmm. or warm milk, mm. like, I know that you're going to choose the Gatorade because I know enough about you. I know how your body works. I know, like, what you're desiring. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you guys are watching on video... The North Point ghost is attacked. Yo, we've, <laughs> can we not do the podcast in Wombaland? <laughs> this is the second time in Wombaland a ghost has tried to kill me. I, don't, I think that. Matt's haunted. Yeah. I don't think this it's is not. So oh like, So like a year ago, guys, this is a random side story. <laughs> It, also, you, if you can't see the video, a sign just fell off the wall. It's just been there for many transit months, side. so I have no idea why. Oh. It's specifically transit, so it is targeted at you, Matt. It is. But we, like, this is like a year ago. Matt is um, practicing his message, which we've never walked in on one of us practicing our messages. It's kind of funny because we're just talking to ourselves. We're just, like, talking to the wall, so we seem a little weird and crazy. But Matt calls me. I'm in another side of the building, and he calls me. <laughs> and he says, Jordan, was it a toy duck? It was, it was a toy truck? car. Toy car, yeah. yeah. He's like, Jordan, there is a ghost. I need you to get over to, to the, like, the baby room <laughs> over, over in Wombaland right now. And I go over there, and he's, like, standing against the corner of the wall. And he's like, that truck just moved from this side to that side. And I didn't touch it. <laughs> and uh, and we're not too far from where that happened. Oh. Right here on the side of the building. So. Wow. Goodness, that's a weird. I, I don't know. I think God may have just disagreed. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what I just said. How do we have free will? Yeah. God. Knows. Yeah. So I was answering that wrong, or I don't know. He is in control. That's scary. <laughs> Anyways, I was trying to know you guys. 
humans well enough that mm-hmm. I know what you would do in that scenario. Now, God in his infinite wisdom, having created us, knowing how everything works and comes together, I think he can know how things are going to happen. And that, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't have any bearing on like, I didn't make you take that Gatorade. Um, now, mm-hmm. there would be variations of this question. They get incredibly complex yeah. and confusing. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, God's sovereignty and free will, if he controls everything, you know, then how? But that's not the question that was asked. <laughs> we're just, just going to go on to the next, next question. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. How do you let go of anger towards God? Mm-hmm. I think this is a really good question. Um, there's a couple things that I want to say on this. The first is I just want to normalize that. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we get uh, the question of like, is it even okay to be angry with God? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, for me personally growing up, like I had a lot of moments where I didn't even know if God was real, but if God was real, I was like, man, why would this happen in my life? Or why would he allow this to happen? And mm-hmm. um, that emotion that I felt was anger. Um, and my, I didn't know where else to go with that anger. So I was just angry with God. Um, and so I just want to normalize that, like, you know, that emotion of anger towards God. If, if you have that question of like, man, is it even okay, um, to be angry with him? The second thing I would say to that is just, you know, be honest with him with your anger. Um, I, I think that's, you know, so key. It's not, you, you know, God knows your life and I just don't think you need to hide anything from him. He, mm-hmm. he, he knows everything that's going on, every emotion that you feel. Um, we talked about that Hebrews verse a couple, couple weeks back that he empathizes with our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jesus walked, you know, walked the earth and he was angry at moments during his time here on earth. And he knows mm-hmm. exactly the emotion that we're feeling. And so if we're honest with God, I think that's, um, I think that's a really healthy start. Um, and then the third thing I would say is just like, you know, is God the one that you're really angry at? Mm. A lot of times God is just the easy target to be, you know, take your anger yeah. to it. And I, and I want to normalize that, that, you know, that's fine. Um, but really if you were to like, just pause in that moment and think, man, is God the one I'm really angry at? Or is it my dad? Or is it my mom? Is it that friend who, you know, tweeted this about me? Is this is it post? myself? Is it myself? Mean? Am yeah. I mad? You know, yeah. and a lot of times, you know, sin is a big aspect of that. A lot of times we fall short and then, you know, we're angry about the mistakes that we made, but then we're mad at God. It's just, you know, an easy target to go to. And so those are the three things I would say is normalize that emotion, Mm -hmm. be honest with him, and then really pause and think, man, am I really angry at God in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is so normal. Mel, yeah. do you have anything you would add on that you've been coaching? I know you're a real angry yeah, person. Yeah. I really am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, honestly, I think I would echo how honest it is to, or how important it is to be honest with God about your anger. Because mm-hmm. I think you look through the scripture and you just see like time after time where these like big like heroes in the Bible are super honest with God. Mm-hmm. They're like crying out. They're like, can you hear me? Like, are you listening? Like, why did I just lose this battle? Like, why did my whole family die? I mean, there are very real things that happen to people all through the scripture, which is why I think it's so important to read your Bible for sure. But I feel like it's so relatable. And I think Jesus also has the ultimate empathy for us. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus has 100% humanity, 100% divinity. So he experienced everything we experience. So you can take your fear and your anger and your grief to him and he understands it because Mm -hmm. he experienced all of it. And I feel like you can like really rest in that with him. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I have nothing to add on to that because you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys answered that very holistically. That was that was great. It's just it's just so real. Almost everybody's going to go through that emotion or experience at some point. Yeah. So that's so good. Um, what if someone never hears about Christianity? Um, mm-hmm. This is another one you're saying you had to read a whole chapter book on, though. Oh my gosh, you're yeah. like three chapters. <laughs> yeah. This it's it's tough because um, first of all, there's there's some beliefs that are core 
mm-hmm. um, that it's, it's very important to be aligned on. And I would even say, mm-hmm. like, as, you know, you're, you're getting engaged and getting involved at a church, there's a, there's a couple of core ones you'd be like, man, I really want to make sure um, that, like, we're aligned on this because essentially mm-hmm. like every denomination, <laughs> you know, every yeah. healthy church is going to agree on this. Like the fact that Jesus is the son of God, like mm-hmm. that he died for my sins, mm-hmm. uh, that he rose three days later. Like there are core things like that. Then there's all kinds of these periphery things that I just want to be careful as we're going through them that we don't like the only there are, there's multiple different types of stances on this kind of a question if we were to go into like the real theological side of it and break that mm-hmm. down. Um, I know we're probably looking for just a more simple, emotionally satisfying question, um, but this is it's just a really hard one. And, yeah. and I think there might be multiple reasons why it's asked. I think if it's asked because somebody is con- like evaluating God, if you will, like mm-hmm. how could a God allow? I think yeah. for me, that's one where like the practical of this question is I have to rely like back on who God is and the character of God, that mm-hmm. God is perfect and therefore an element of his character is he is just. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to like stress or worry from the sense. Now I want to be motivated to go love people and make sure mm-hmm. people hear about Jesus for sure. But I don't have to like worry that like maybe God messed it up or dropped the ball or he's imperfect. Mm-hmm. Like he is just. And so however he handles this is, is the just way to go about it. Right. right. That's like, it's just one of the things that brings me peace about that. Now there's still a practical, you may be asking, it's just cause you love, you know, people around the world and you're just like concerned about people who don't get the opportunity to hear about Christianity. Well, how is that handled? And that again, this is where there, well, there's some debate on this, you know, um, the consensus is still that Jesus is the only way to God. So there's not like, well, there may be some other ways The consensus from a Christian perspective that Jesus is the only way to God. Now, does that mean like you had to hear about him directly? You know, that's where there would be some debate because mm-hmm. you could look at the old Testament and be like, well, there, there's people who absolutely went to heaven in the whole old Testament yet. They hadn't heard specifically about like the name yep. of Jesus yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how does that work? Or, or, or what about people? Mm-hmm. I mean, even after Jesus had come, like somebody on the planet died two minutes after Jesus did. So like he mm-hmm. had been here, but certainly yeah. the world hadn't heard about him, you know, yet, or, you know, minutes after he rose, however the time mm-hmm. would be, but it's like, so you've got that kind of stuff and you have passages like Hebrews 11 that talks about, you know, how faith is attributed to, Old Testament characters and, and mm-hmm. all of those things. So it's always been faith, like not our works, like we can't earn our way to God. Mm-hmm. And it's always been Jesus. Um, people having access to that information has varied with time. Um, and I think that's the part that goes a little bit for me, I'd have to go a little bit into the unknown category to be like, mm-hmm. scripture gives a definitive answer beyond that point. I feel like it would be hard. I think there's right. some verses and passages and things you could point to, but to say like, we know exactly mm-hmm. how God right. handles that. I don't know. Um, you know, I've heard, I, we've, we've talked about Robbie Zacharias before, and he's one of the guys that I go to for like hard questions, Google mm-hmm. his name and ask whatever hard question I've him, heard him talk about. He's a, uh, he's from India originally. He talks about how much of, uh, you know, Asian countries and people, he has so many like stories and testimonies in India of people who have like not had access to the gospel, but like mm-hmm. dream about Jesus. Right. And right. I'm like, I don't know. That sounds a little weird over here in America. We don't talk about that all that much, but like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, God would have other means and other ways of reaching people with Jesus and Jesus sure. showing up in people's lives. So that, that mm-hmm. I just have to go more to at that point, there's some things to give me peace. And then I kind of have to, totally. you know, open handed mm-hmm. about, it. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. So yeah. how would you guys, is there anything you'd add onto that or, you know, context you would say additionally or I think everything you said was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That is like one of those mystery things though, that we yeah. just like can't figure out. But I love what mm-hmm. you said about going back to the character of God. Yeah. Like we know God's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's what we can fall back on mm-hmm. and we can do the, like the best job possible sharing mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. and loving other people. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, my personal responsibility to this question is just the Great Commission, like to make yeah. disciples mm-hmm. of all nations. Like, it, if that's the you know one of the last things that Jesus has told me to do, mm-hmm. um, then I have to take that responsibility to go do it. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to do my part. If that's speaking on stage, if that's inviting a friend to church, if that's whatever I have to do, um, then I'm going to go do that because that's just what Jesus mm-hmm. told me to do. And so um, that's my personal responsibility to the question. If someone was asking that more personally, like, mm-hmm. hey, like I know somebody who you know is not who's not even even not interested in christianity or doesn't have access or whatever maybe i'm just gonna go do my responsibility um from jesus yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love that because i wouldn't want the answer to that question to like decrease or increase the right. amount of way you're gonna love people and share the gospel yeah. with people that's what we're mm-hmm. called to do regardless that's fantastic um Okay, I, I think we've dodged most of the, the, the tough ones. No, we didn't dodge them. We talked about them. We yeah. discussed what them. Are you yeah. Talking dodge about? isn't the right word. We've yeah. made it through them. Yeah. Um, we fully answered them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I joke, but actually we have so much fun with it. So I really do. I love you guys' questions. And obviously, um, if something wasn't satisfactory here, if you have a question mm-hmm. that somehow we missed, if some, this spurred something more, like, mm-hmm. you know, the three of us for sure are available. Um, you know, message us, find us at Transit Inside Out, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, if you uh, go to your small group leaders, they love to engage these types of conversations yeah. as well i really just don't want you to feel like if you don't have a satisfactory answer yet that that's the end of the line and you just kind of give up on it so yeah. mm-hmm. these are such great questions um final one though for you guys what is your favorite part of working it inside out this is me testing you oh yeah <laughs> so you better have the right answer yeah well it's not my boss so I can tell you. i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding mel you want to start yes okay so for me, I think it's like a million way tie. Like I love, <laughs> well, I was like trying to make my first There's favorite a thing. two answer. <laughs> yeah. So Everybody's awesome. I lo- yeah. So I love, love, love high school students. Like they're my favorite people on earth. Like I love all the chaos. I love all their world changingness. I think they're the funniest people on earth. Like I think they're so insightful. They have so much energy. So I love teenagers. And then our leaders are amazing because anyone that wants to hang out with teenagers is usually super awesome too. Mm. So we've got this incredible team of leaders that I get to support the support the students. And then like our team, mm. I love our team. We have so much fun mm-hmm. and it's such a good, like, you know, team. <laughs> I ran out of words, yep. but it is a good team. It is a good team. It's a good team. I would say the free food. I mean, I think <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> nah. on a real note, I, there's a couple things inside out changed my life. Um, you know, a couple of years back. And so getting to see how amazing it is right now, um, with, you know, how the engagement with students and, um, you know, I have a really kind of, you know, flexible role. Like I, you know, I kind of help out with production or host and communicate and, um, and I just love, you know, serving, um, in a place where that has changed my life so much. And so, um, I think that I, I work with incredible, incredible people too, incredible leaders. Um, that's you guys. Um, and so <laughs> if you didn't know, um, but yeah, I just, I get to sit on the side of students who are really changing the world and, um, you know, getting to pour back into a place mm-hmm. that poured into me so much. Um, it's just amazing. So, yeah, I, I mean, my answer is so similar to yours. It's, it is, it's different for you when it is, you know, change your life and then you get mm-hmm. to be a part of trying to create that experience for others, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's just so many, there's things about students in general, uh, kind of like you were saying, Mel, that might be mm-hmm. a little bit universal. I mean, I just love the age range of like, you know, you guys, if you are a student listening, it's like you're, you're mature enough and old enough to have like real conversations, like yeah. real life stuff, like the things mm-hmm. you're going through, the questions you're asking. Um, and then at the same time, 
time, there is like an energy and a passion and a creativity that is just mm-hmm. like, you know, just so energizing to be around and so much fun to be a part of something that significant. And then I think specifically at Inside Out, like our iteration, certainly we're not the best in the world at it or anything like that. But I do think like when we say this is a place where you can belong before you believe, like it's so true. And mm-hmm. that's the part that, you know, I experienced and you experienced, Matt. And like, it's just the fact that people can walk into this place from all kinds of different stages and having all kinds of different beliefs and they're loved mm-hmm. here because they're human. You know, I just think that's a really special mm-hmm. place. And there's not a ton of places like that in the world where you can just walk in as you are and like you mm-hmm. belong here, you know? And so, um, I just, I just love being around that energy mm-hmm. and, and that environment and really excited to see, um, where it's going to keep going in the future. So, mm-hmm. Uh, if you uh, have listened uh, this far in, thank you guys so much <laughs> for, for hanging. Again, we've uh, taken our best shot here, but there's so many resources, and pretty much every one of these questions could have a book written about them, mm-hmm. um, and we went pretty quick. So uh, <laughs> make sure to, to keep investigating those, diving into those. Don't be afraid of your questions. Thank you so much for asking them, and uh, we're excited to hang with you guys in the next edition of the podcast.